You're listening to Dodge Movie Podcast. Your hosts are Christy and Mike Dodge, the founders of Dodge Media Productions. We produce films and podcasts, so this is a podcast about films. Join them as they share their passion for filmmaking. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dodge Movie Podcast. This is episode 82, the second in our series of sports movies for the month of September. We watched Dodgeball, an underdog story that came out in 2004. We watched it on HBO Max. For those of you who are subscribers, you can watch it with us for free. It is about a group of misfits who enter a Las Vegas dodgeball tournament in order to save their cherished local gym from the onslaught of a corporate health fitness chain. It's directly director is Rossum Marshall Thurber, who is also the writer. We know him from recently Red Notice on Netflix and Skyscraper. Skyscraper starred The Rock, but who's in Burn Notice with... It's Red Notice, and it also has I mean, Red Notice. future president Dwayne the I Rock I thought Johnson. it was The Rock and Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, and I think Gal Gadot. Yeah. Big star-studded cast. Yeah, you liked that movie, right? Red Notice? I did, yeah. Yeah, so that's the writer and director from that. It stars Ben Stiller. This movie stars Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor, his former wife, but at the time they were married. Vince Vaughn, Rip Torn, Justin Long, Alan Tudyk, Stephen Root, Missy Pyle, Gary Cole, Jason Bateman, Hank Azaria, Chuck Norris, and William Shatner. Before those two last names, I said, that's like comedy gold right there. It really is. I mean, all those people have been in fabulous, fabulous, funny movies. So, little fun trivia fact Tell here. me. When uh, I was in college, I was my dorm's athletic representative. Yes. I bring that up because as that role, I would captain any team that didn't have another captain, which often was the misfits, the the lower league, the team of people who did not know how to play the sport, but were game to give it a try. Mm -hmm. So this movie, not only does its name call to me, but there's a certain bit of resonance with my own past of leading a group of misfit athletes. Did you have a pirate misfit? Oh, we didn't but we had one really tall kid. So maybe that's kind of like that. Interesting fun note, because this was back in, you know, the dark ages. The athletic reps were referred to colloquially as the dorm jock. Yeah. Unless you were a lady and then you were dorm bra, because we were starting to be a little bit more inclusive, but we still had to make some reference to undergarments. So sure. It was college. Of course. Them were the days. They were. All is forgiven for college nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not all, but most. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of shenanigans there that we can just sweep under the rug as college shenanigans. (laughs) Behave, everybody. All right. The taglines for this film. Now, this one was only used in Australia and Europe. And you might know why once I say it. Grab life by the balls. I don't know why we couldn't use that in the US. I don't either. I mean, maybe it was 2004. Were we just being way too precious? (laughs) Well, there is that. I mean, but I feel like we're more precious now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I after this, why, we watched this movie. How, how is that? Yeah, this movie couldn't be made today. No, 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 no. It does have, what's it called when something has like a title and then the colon? I think that's a subtitle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to pronounce the colon as colon. Okay. But most people don't. So it's interesting because they list a tagline as a true underdog story. And it wasn't until we watched it that I realized that it wasn't just called Dodgeball, that it's Dodgeball colon, a true underdog story. Which I think, except for the marketing department, no one in the world would know. I think everyone just calls it Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah. yeah. I think when people, yeah. A little bit of trivia is adult Dodgeball leagues begin to spring up across the country around the time of this movie's release. 
and cast member Gary Cole was even invited to a tournament in Chicago, Illinois. Did he attend? It just says he was invited, so I feel uh, like probably that, not that presumes no. Yeah. It is one of Dame Helen Mirren's favorite movies. She's got good taste. <laughs> Also, nor the late and great Norm Macdonald can be seen in some of the Globo Gym scenes in the background, especially in what the commercial he's walking in the background working out at one point, which is kind of fun. That is fun. I did not notice him, but I, I like that Norm was in there. Yeah. The tournament referee was, you might recognize, for Al Kaplan, K-A-P-L-O-N, who was a referee for American Gladiators. He did look vaguely familiar. Yes. And lastly, in my little trivia bucket here, on the Rich, Rich Eisen show, Stephen Root said that a lot of the audience members during the dodgeball scenes were actually prison inmates. Well, that seems fun. <laughs> now, the question I have is whether it was a ladies' prison, because I noticed behind Cotton and Pepper, there were a lot of ladies in the crowd. Uh-huh. So that maybe was slightly less dangerous. But then wouldn't it be funny if, no, the, the women were the extras and the men were all the inmates? Well, after I had read that little tidbit, there was a bald white gentleman that stood up at one point and I went, ooh, I bet he's one of the prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So kick us off, Mike. Tell us what the pickup line of Dodgeball in Underdog Story is. I often don't use VO, but in this case, I think it actually made sense because it was part of the film, the commercial. The line is, tired of the same old you. And that's delivered by Ben Stiller, who plays the douchiest of... Oh, yes. And I love how right on the nose his name is, White Good Man. Right. So it's right there. But yeah, Yeah. he has the interesting combination of a porn stash with a douche hairdo. Yeah. No offense to Tony a little bit. Don't you think that's the vibe he was trying (laughs) to? Absolutely. He's shouting at people in the skin tight spandex. Yeah, Yeah. with the flowy hair. Yeah. You know, I I hope Tony's doing okay, but he he was a bit of a caricature of himself at the time. And I think that's where Ben got a little bit of this inspiration. Also, Body by Jake. I think there's that mixed in there too. Little older crew, but... Yeah, uh, I never got... I felt... I'm trying to think. I wouldn't put... Jake in the douchebag category. Maybe he was a little bit of, you know, a fame whore, but... Yeah, that's what I was thinking, the self-promotion. He was thirsty, yeah. yeah. But he was a serious bodybuilder. Well, and I think Tony Little would argue that he was a, <laughs> a serious athlete, too. When you make a exercise equipment called the gazelle, where your feet don't leave the equipment... <laughs> yeah. Like, it... Uh, I, I've been uh, on a gazelle. You really... You gotta work to get your heart up. Right. <laughs> it's not really so, a treadmill which or is a stairmaster. Using the gazelle or selling the gazelle. Right. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's see. Under cinematography, I have that Ben Stiller broke three cameras in succession filming one scene and even hit his wife in the face with a camera. I can't figure out which scene he oh, I guess maybe the dodgeball. Maybe they were throwing a ball. At the camera. Because how that else would they may, break? Maybe that would be the case. I don't know. Did he get a little excited about life with his intimate moment with the pizza? With the pizza. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Speaking of cinematography, yeah. though, I d- did say... Take it away. Again, he was married to her at the time, so maybe this was cool. But I noticed when we were introduced to the character of Kate Beach, played by 
Christine Taylor, that basically the shot is on her legs and then it like pans up to Vince Vaughn. Right. It's like really classy there. Yeah. Yeah. One note I put, first I said so many inappropriate things in this film. Which is why it's funny, I think. (laughs) And I wondered, is Ben now embarrassed? Like if you sat next to him today, because he's tried to do a few more serious things, would he be a little bit embarrassed of this film? Or would he say like, nope, it was 2004. That's what we did. He maybe should be or would be, but he shouldn't be. It's just comedy. It's silly and ludicrous. And I mean, Pirate Steve, right? No, Pirate Steve is not one of the embarrassing things. No, but it's just funny. (laughs) It's a movie where you have a guy who thinks he's a pirate. It's funny. Don't take it too seriously. Don't take it too seriously. Don't overthink it. Okay. All right. There, There was some cringe. And then I also added, is this why Christine Taylor and he are no longer married? Yeah, I asked you the question aloud right after you typed it in, I think, on your notes. Yeah. Uh, Boy, you got to think this contributed to it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't cast yourself as a dork in a film that your wife is going to see you every day, all day. Well, he also put her in Zoolander. So maybe she's just sick of being in his films. <laughs> like, if I stay married to this guy, I'm going to have to be in Dodgeball 3. Ugh. So the classic goal of this film, I think, is the five key parts <laughs> of Dodgeball. Yeah, this is a, it's a good classic vaudeville comedy setup, but I love it. Yeah. Do you remember them? <laughs> I don't remember the middle three, but I remember the first and last. <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. And dodge. You said dodge twice. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> and it's it's delivered by Rip Torn, who I think this is one of his best films. <laughs> yeah. I will also say possibly the greatest performance of Jason Bateman's career, which is a good career. <laughs> but he is hilarious in a relatively minor role as Pepper Brooks, the color commentator for the Dodgeball broadcast. Who seems like they, which this happened probably back then. It's like he was, let's see, what sport or what? Like an MTV, he was like an MTV VJ. And they were like, who could we get to go alongside Cotton to <laughs> MC the Dodgeball? And they were like, oh, get like Carson Daly. They would have maybe pulled him in to, you know, be color for the cornhole tournament. <laughs> Based on the shirts and the, the sunglasses that Pepper was wearing and the hair, I saw him as like a motocross rider. Yeah. Like basically TJ Lavin. Yeah. 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 So it was almost like he wasn't, he didn't belong there, but he well, did add the, wonderful commentary. Yeah. And the, the character's lines are so idiotic. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of the, the gag, but he just delivered them so well. I, I would I, I would shake his hand next time I meet him. <laughs> yeah. Jason, my friend, good job. Good job in dodgeball. Yeah. So I did enjoy the black and white training video when we first oh, meet Patches awesome. O'Hallahan and to kind of share exposition to any audience member who did not play dodgeball, which I think would be very few. But as I was listening to it, I thought, oh, but there's key plot points. Yes. Like, for example, people might have forgotten, like, if you catch the ball, a team member gets to come back in, which comes into play later. And so you kind of needed that. Plus, it was just very, very funny. Well, it was hilarious. And <laughs> they had, I even like the the name of the group that makes it like Uber American, even with the umlaut. But it was 1938. And so that's a really subtle joke that maybe was lost on a lot of people, but I like. But I love those old timey training films because I sat through those educational films when I was that age. But I will say it was important though, because those were not the rules of dodgeball that I played. Really? Oh, yeah. No, no. That you was... mean the part where some 
somebody what was different because those are definitely my roles so those are eugene roles if somebody threw the ball and you caught it in the air they were out but there's no coming back in Oh, really? And we didn't play it in a gym. We didn't have a gym. We had a parking lot, an asphalt parking lot. So you had people on either end. So when you were out, you went on to the other end and you would catch the ball and be able to throw it. Yeah. So you were still involved. You were just out. And so... Wow. Also, if you caught it, it bounced. It was... You just caught the ball and you could... And there was no... We only had one ball. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's... That's so... one. 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 That's so sad. Why would you need more than one... No, you... ...red rubber ball to play a game? Yeah, we had one. Okay, so now I have to tell my dodgeball story. I was not the best thrower. I threw like a girl. I'm just going to say it. Sorry, ladies. It's true. I threw like a girl. (laughs) So at our school, shout out to Bailey Hill and Eugene, the center line was lined with those rubber balls that you see in like every grocery store. They were of every size, every color. Why would you need more than one? Because it made it more fun because balls were flying all over the place and you had to. Yeah, it was public school. So because I was not a good thrower, right? my aim was bad. I was going to be the sacrificial lamb, but was going to be the hero for our team. Okay. So PE teacher, not to be named because he was a horrible person. Was he mean? Yeah, he was very mean. Mr. Meanie, let's call him. <laughs> okay. And I ran to the center. I know I'm going to get hit, but I'm going to be the hero and I'm going to just scoop as many balls back to 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 mostly the boys because they, you know, Marty Michelson and Bodum Young were like, they would nail the ball, you know, onto. Right. Sounding dirty, but let's continue. So I go up there. I'm so proud because I'm like, I I feel like I'm so like, they're going to be so grateful that I took the hit. Yeah. And what I failed to do was protect my face. (laughs) (laughs) And so probably like Clint Gates or something picked up a ball and just nailed me square in the face. My glasses go flying. The rim of the glasses break. The lens comes out. Right. My single mother with no optical insurance was not (laughs) happy about (laughs) this call that she got from the... uh, Right the school and in hollywood you would be a celebrated hero but in real life you get no credit <laughs> nothing. i got nothing like, i got nothing oh, that girl got hit in the face again it was the most foolish thing i've ever right. done probably okay so now now i can <laughs> now tell your turn my dodgeball story not nearly as walter mitty as yours <laughs> so i'm famous for having no hops i do not have leaping ability okay like maybe three inches tops Right. The opposite of what you would need for basketball. In addition to being not very tall, I'm not very good at hopping. And there was somebody standing in front of me between the other team who had the ball and me. And they step out of the way just as the ball is coming. I guess that's that's dodge or dive. I don't know. One of those. One of those. And it just it, it, I, I saw it coming and I instantaneously had no choice. It was, I think, aiming for my family jewels. And so I jumped up and did the splits. <laughs> Now, not only was I a a stouter child, Mm -hmm. I was not known for my flexibility (laughs) or my leaping ability. You weren't Van Damme jumping on that (laughs) counter. (laughs) That one time I was. And here's the thing. I was the most surprised person there. Like, literally the game stopped. Everyone was just jaw dropped. How did this little spherical kid 
levitate up and do the Van Damme splits. Bolo de queso. I, I, I was before Bloodsport. That movie had not come out, and I did the Van Damme splits to not get hit with a dodgeball. And successfully. Yes. and You had a better story than I and did. just like in the movies, it was dead silent for a couple of seconds. Really? As everyone, they were stunned. They had no idea how this happened. It was like a Christmas miracle, but... Um. So, now, I, I will tell you, because of who I am, I am a dork, um, I then incorrectly assumed that this was now my signature move. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And so, oh, no. the next time the ball was coming- It'll go out on top. <laughs> I thought, I'll use my, my splits no. leaping, and basically all I did was put my legs out to the side as I got hit with the ball. Oh, no. One time. The one ball. That is yeah. so sad. I can't believe you guys only had one ball. What a boring game because everybody else is standing around. Yes, that's why I had to levitate to try to make it a little more Because all eyes were on you. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, now I feel like we need people to call in with their dodgeball stories and we'll, we'll have <laughs> right. a whole episode. Well, I, I, I will also mention not that the gym is the greatest place to fall on, but I played on old asphalt. Ooh, ouch. So, yeah. No, no. It was Oregon, maybe. That's why we were in the gym. You were in sunny California. Oh, I, I think public schools in SoCal have gyms. Oh, right. I you were at a crappy private little school. religious schools probably have nothing. All right, everybody. Call in 971-245-4148 and share your dodgeball story. And that was like a 10-minute detour on dodgeball stories. But there you have it. They, I think they were both entertaining. I think people will I, like I like it. to think so, too. It's topical and on brand. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't like we put it in the middle of like terms Look, of endearment. My entire life, people have been bugging me about dodgeball. I had nothing to do with the inventing of the damn sport, okay? You're a little sensitive. Tiny bit. Okay, so do we need to come up with a cheer similar to the Purple Cobra team? I think we might. I, 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 I appreciated that cheer that they had. Yeah, I did like their... their that was good. And I believe our company motto is a little bit better than <laughs> the team motto for the average Joes. Oh, what was theirs? Aim low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I enjoyed, instead of a red card for this dodgeball sport... <laughs> yeah. It was like a gradu a red graduation tassel. They would like kind of wave in the direction of the yeah, player. Yeah. I, I think they have that also on RuPaul's Drag Race, but yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it definitely fit better in there. Of the writing, what did you find entertaining? I, I love the fact that it's ESPN 8, the Ocho. The Ocho. No one really talked about what was between 2 and 8, but then at one point there was an ESPN 3. <laughs> So I, I, I don't know where they landed on eight, because that was so... It was ridiculous. It was, it was so many other ESPNs. It was Simpsons rake level yes. ridiculous. Yes. yes. And I also loved Obscure Sports Quarterly. Uh-huh. 100%. Because I feel like they have had the coverage of the Cornhole Championship from the first year. They, yep. they, they are the number one leading Cornhole following. Yep. That Maybe Spikeball? I was just going to say, you stole my joke. Yep. Oh, that and Spikeball. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of lines in here that I think are funny because they're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And where I like it is where when Vince Vaughn's character of Pete LaFleur, and I always think of Guy LaFleur, the famous hockey player. but I'm sure that inspired it. Yeah. He says something like, what kind of law do you practice? 
practice pretty eyes. And I love that he calls her pretty eyes because it's like obviously a swingers kind of I was just going to say it's such a Vince Vaughn comment. And then she says, mostly sexual harassment. <laughs> such, I mean, it's not the cleverest joke ever, but I liked it. It was a funny joke. Yeah. And that's the kind of humor they had there. I really liked it. There was a lot of these lines from Vince Vaughn. I feel like... They did like a two-page outline of the plot, and then it was just, we got a riff on jokes. And I think it works because of it. But one of my favorite is just after Patches O'Houlihan, who, by the way, has to motor around in like a rascal or a motorized wheelchair for some reason. It was in Rip Torn's Rider. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't want to walk. He gets crushed by the sign from the leprechaun, like, lucky thing in the casino, the, the the lucky slots, which is funny. And he says, they don't make a sorry your coach got crushed by two tons of irony Hallmark card. Now, why I like that is because Amber, the cheerleader that Justin Long's character named Justin, because I guess they didn't think he could remember a fake name, character Amber is played by Julie Gonzalo, who's made quite a few Hallmark movies in the last few years. Do you think she tries to scrub this film from her IMDb? I gotta think that the people at the Crown hadn't seen her credit in this one. <laughs> I don't know. That might. Shh, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, don't tell. Her. Oh, maybe I should say I don't like this film. They might not hire me. <laughs> No, hey, it's, if, it's not that bad. If Julie Gonzalo is good enough for them, I'm good enough for them. It's not like ban it level. It's just cringe. It's a little cringy. The, just the, a little, 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 little bit. I feel like there's some jokes about sexual orientation that probably we wouldn't make today. I think we were turned off by the fat shaming. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of fat shaming. It's kind of somewhat, I think Ben would say it's making fun of those people, but he made... Of fat people or... Of the well, he probably is doing that too, but he was making fun of he would claim he was making fun of the people who make fun of fat people, yeah. But he also made heavyweights. I think, unfortunately, Ben's got some issues. I think he does. He's working oh, again, maybe why he's not married to Christine anymore. <laughs> okay, he's all snaps into focus. Well, yeah, if you look back at his oeuvre, yeah, there because he made Tom Cruise's character fat in yeah tropic thunder and then he has in this one he had the fat suit at the end yeah and, and he and yeah he was in heavyweights he's just and he's, you left the room but that scene went on yeah longer. i remember i remember it had gone on in the past yeah. when i'd seen it and i didn't care for it i will say though that i do like the use of purple a lot of good purple in the, in the set design yeah there's something about that in the trivia i believe his character in heavyweights also wore purple yeah, there is the fan theory that White Goodman is that character. It's yes, the same character. yes, yes. But I think basically what we're seeing is Ben Stiller in playing, I mean, apparently that's Ben. Yeah. So he really did look a lot like Tom Cruise in this film. <laughs> and it reminds me of, I don't know if you remember, he did a really funny humorous bit where he played a fictitious character, which is Tom Cruise stunt double. Mm -hmm. And he does, he's the same height. He mm -hmm. looks just like him. Mm -hmm. And he's also obsessed with his physical appearance. Oh, <laughs> When it comes to sets, in addition to the color purple, uh, oh, that may be a good name of a movie. Ooh, that's a great name. Um, I want to know what happened to the giant sculpture of two naked guys wrestling <laughs> that was in White Goodman's office. It's funny if it's sitting in some warehouse somewhere and some right. in intern who has never heard of this movie <laughs> is walking through to get right. some other yeah. set piece and walks by that. I think it sits in the lobby of his production company. Of, of Ben's production company. Yeah. So we, we talked about his porn stash and his hair douche, but what about that cod piece? Was, that feels a little bit like couldn't be made today category. 
His inflatable codpiece. His inflatable codpiece, a little, little off. And I really would love someone who knows to call in and tell us, do Girl Scouts wear berets? I mean, it was funny to have the red beret because it made them look like Sandinistas or whatever. But <laughs> I, 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 I just, I don't know. Do Girl Scouts like, wear berets? I feel like the troop in Troop Beverly Hills, I believe they wore berets. I thought they were like a forest green and not a red. Uh, Troop Beverly Hills, they were. Right. Shelly Long, if memory yes. serves? Yes. Let's ask Shelly. She'll know. Okay. Speaking of costuming, mm. shout out to Steven Root's character because yes. in the practice session, he's rocking DMP colors. He's got himself a beautiful green t-shirt with a gray tracksuit. And thank you, Steven Root, for... Yes. In fact, as a thank you, I will cast him in something. So, Great. Stephen, have it's... your representation contact us. Yep. I felt bad for poor Missy Pyle, although maybe she loved it, but they totally made her Ooh. into the ugly East European. So, the eyebrow wasn't nearly as bad as those teeth. That was a little rough. Yeah. Now, luckily, she was not ever introduced to the ugly stick. She's doing just fine after this film. It didn't hamper her career. But, yeah, if that's your first introduction to Missy Pyle, it's maybe not the most attractive. And maybe... Actors love that, like the over-the-top costuming. Although maybe after like day eight, you're like, okay, I'm sick of these teeth. <laughs> I'm sick of these teeth. Yeah. <laughs> or or do you lean into it? Does she wear them when she's driving around town and she smiles at people at, at, at a? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I was trying to think of a food that would really get stuck up in it. Corn. Yeah. She's going to have some corn. Cheetos and yeah. Oreos. Okay. So under sound, I have two things. One is, and I'm going to try to find the sound and put it in right here, is there is a specific sound to when a dodgeball hits a body. It's not a thud like our normal head trauma sound. Right. It is a ping or it has like a, yeah. it hits you, there's a thud, but then there's an end and they nailed it perfectly. I mean, I don't know if they right. fully did and that's how they got it or they just have good sound effects. That's where I'm going to have to go. But there is just this amazing sound and it just, it bring brings back like nightmares or, you know, that, oh, I remember that sound when the ball would hit okay. the body next so. to you, Hopefully. Now in my mind's eye, I see Justin Long standing in a parking lot and a guy with the boom over him and Ben is just throwing ball yeah. after nope, ball. Nope, that wasn't it. Nope. One more, or Take 32. Maybe it wasn't Justin. Maybe it's Christine and that explains everything. <laughs> Ben's like, we need another take. She's like, Ben, we are done. You've got enough. Yeah. But you're right. And, and you sound people can probably tell the difference, but it's it's got a sound. And I think it's dis distinct to that red plastic dodgeball kind of ball. It's got its own ping. Yeah. It's like a higher pitched kind of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. different. But it totally brought it all back. And then the other thing I'm going to pat myself on the back here, Patton Oswald did some voice work at different times during this film and I caught it like that. So I was pretty proud of myself when we looked it up and it was in yeah. fact Patton. You should be proud. All right. How about some head drama? <laughs> <laughs> well, like at around 40 minutes, we begin a whole series of wrench and dodgeball related head trauma. I'm not going to try to list them all. No. But fun trivia. And I yeah, love this one. Tell me. Well, wait, you got to say Pacho Hallett. Hallett. Patch is a hula hand line. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, and this is related to my, my little trivia bit. Okay. But one of my favorite lines that you can testify I've been using for 17, Since 18 years. Since 2004. Yes. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so good is the the first time they threw the wrench at Justin Long for whatever reason the first one was harder than the others and it split his eyebrow open and I separately read not in the trivia on IMDb but I read it somewhere else that he said they used the first take because he flinched on every other take so when he's on the ground rolling around in pain I think that's actually live that was not him acting he got hit in the head he said the first one was hard plastic yeah not foam right for some reason I think it was maybe like the the template they used it was in the the set somebody or maybe he's rude to the property people and they I props. can't believe that because I've I think Justin is a good good guy I'm forgetting which podcast it was but he actually had a really traumatic experience I think it was armchair expert listen to Justin Long's interview on armchair expert and he talks about he kind of got kidnapped so he just seems like too sweet of a guy yeah, he's a sweet guy so I don't, I can't see it. And according to the trivia, they said that many cast members said that the hardest part of filming this movie was not flinching because they knew they were about ready to be hit with the ball. Sure. Yeah. And again, this may have explained some marital discord between Ben and Christine <laughs> because, uh, spoiler alert, they're on opposite teams in the film. Yeah. So it's quite likely he was throwing things at, at her, her face. Yeah. Well, he does in that one scene. All right. So speaking of marital bliss, was, <laughs> did we get a smoochie? Smoochie. Smoochie, smoochie. We maybe did, but I didn't. I didn't actually notice it at the end of the film. It would have been Vince Vaughn and Christine maybe smooched. Well, there was a smoochie between her character. What was her character's name? Christine or Kate Veach. Kate, Kate Veach, and then a friend of hers, a very good oh, that's right. There's the lesbian kiss, but I didn't count it because it seemed gratuitous. Oh, okay, not but not then romantic. right after that, I believe she kisses Vince. Yeah, yeah, that could be. All right, well, yeah, you're, she you're gra- falling down on your smoochie. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I just got to glare everybody. <laughs> yeah, you and super fan RJ, leave me alone. We're just trying to keep you honest. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> All right. How about a driving review, Mike? Not much of one. There wasn't a lot of vehicles in this. There wasn't. You're right. There's a, a blue 68 Le Mans. And the only real thing I can say about that is I had a 71 Le Mans in, I don't know if you would call it, it's some color between bronze and green. I've never heard of this car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is great. This, this is, is before your Honda? This is after, after the Honda. And... So I've always liked V8s. So where I was working, they had an internal newspaper. Uh Uh-huh. And in the back, it said for sale. And it was dirt cheap, like 500 bucks. Yeah. So it's got the V8 in it. Yeah. Right. It's not the GTO. It's the Le Mans. It's a lower trim level, but it's got the big motor. 71. Great year. Yeah. Fantastic year. It's got a four barrel carb. I mean, this sucker, I I think I got like six or eight miles to the gallon, but I mean, it, it had tons of horsepower, especially for back in the day, yeah. right? So at lunch, my buddy, uh, Joe and I, I hope you're listening, Joe, we go over to this house and there's no guy there. There's a girl. It's her boyfriend's car. And after you, the you fact- mean You go to somebody's house to buy the car. To buy the car. Okay. After the fact, many years later, I realized, I don't think he knew she sold his car. <laughs> I think he had been- Working on been... that car forever, and it was like, screw you, pal, this car's gone. And she sold it, because she told us he was like, he was gone for a couple of weeks on like a job or something. Yeah. And so that's why she had to sign over the, the pink slip oh, no. and all this. And I, I may have been party to, to, to crime. Theft. Yeah. 
I wish you had the VIN number. We could look it up. Wouldn't it would be, be great. Fun? He was halfway through trying to make it faster. And one of the things he did was he took out some important pieces in the exhaust system such that the floorboards, right, oh, no. got very, very hot. Basically, <laughs> as far as I could tell, there was an exhaust manifold leak such that hot exhaust gases went on the floor. Like so much so, would you get sick? Like, Oh, no, no. Into- I, I, wasn't, I wasn't getting exhaust in the cab. Just it heated the floor. And so you and the passenger, you couldn't put your feet down oh if you'd been driving for too long because it was like it get 200 degrees or whatever it was. It was too hot. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I've never heard this story. Well, there you go. You've heard <laughs> that story. And so, but it was, as I mentioned, he tried to do some. So did you get that fixed? Oh, no, because I got rid of that car. Okay. It, it was it was not in good repair. But as an example, he decided to replace the dipstick for some reason. And he went to the store and bought one that was too long. Oh. So he just moved the little ring part down more. Yeah. But see, I didn't know this. So I popped the hood and I see it sticking out, you know, over the, the, the fender. Why didn't he clip it off? Thank you. He's an idiot. <laughs> Even I know that. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I put the little ring back in its place. I put the dipstick oh, in. Oh, no. I start the engine out here. Whoop, and I look in there and basically got caught around the crank and just sucked it in there. Oh, no. And so then I'm like, holy crap. I, you know, like, did I just ruin the engine? And the answer is no, because it's made out of mild steel. Right. I mean, if you cared about your car, you would drain the oil and clear all that gunk out. Yeah. I just sold it. Oh, no. Did you sell it for $500? Actually, no. I, I, I sold it to the shitty people that I lived with. I don't even know what they gave me for it. But And then I went and bought the, the Celica. So then I, oh, okay. I, I had a, a little better car. A little more. Wow. That repair. was the best driving review we've ever had. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you made up for your smoochie. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> All right. So we go to the number. Sure. Let's. <laughs> All right, this movie's budget was $30 million. I want to see the breakdown sometimes on these budgets. Like, oh, right. was it for all of those? Because you got some heavy hitters there. Because, let's see, sets, costumes. They had to make wrenches. <laughs> they had to make rubber wrenches. So, okay. All right. Domestically, it brought in $114 million. Worldwide, it made $167 million. So, it was about a 5.6 multiplier from the budget. And if it, that movie came out today it would have made 168 million so that's adjusted for today's box office so um, did ross and thurber director writer did he get points and is that why he can he can afford to cast Dwayne the rock johnson in his films yeah see we need the breakdown i would love to know what everybody got david hasselhoff made an appearance so he was kind of Ooh, and chuck norris and chuck norris and, and bill shatner. shatner yeah so yeah. they were the, some notable cast that showed up also, credit to Cotton McKnight was played by Gary Cole. Yes. Who was also in Talladega Nights, which yes. we recently reviewed, and of course, Office Space. Office Space. I think With Gary Steven Cole Root? is funnier than maybe he's getting credit for. Uh, he has a lot of oh, good no, comedy I people, work. I think people give him credit. Yeah. No, they love, whenever he pops up and stuff, people love oh, him. Oh, yeah. He does such good work. Yeah. Again, I think he'd be a hoot to have dinner with. 
Absolutely. So, Gary, if you're listening, uh, just give us a call. We'll pay. We'll take it anywhere in Portland. Yeah, anywhere you want. Let's see. It was filmed around Long Beach and LA. There are a couple scenes in Las Vegas. It scored a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. What? And on Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave it a 71%, so they weren't as excited as audiences who gave it a little bit more, 76%. It runs an hour and a half, an hour 32 to be exact. It's rated PG-13, so isn't that funny that this movie, right. with an inflatable codpiece, lots of gay innuendo, fat right. shaming, misogyny. S&M gear. Yeah, gets a PG-13, but the Hammer, who one could argue is a sweet, you know, kind yeah. of underdog, speaking of underdog story, right. gets a rated R. So go figure, everybody. Right. And I have to say, how is it that the Hammer has 90% audience on Rotten Tomatoes and this movie doesn't, right? Only 76? That's ridiculous. I'd be curious to see when did Rotten Tomatoes come out and is it because this one isn't aging as well? And so back in 2004, did mm. more people would have given it a higher rating, but today if people are going on and rating it, it's not getting a favorable rating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that works out I know. I'm curious. I need to do some research in... Yeah. In the ratings, maybe, yeah. but since we're using them, I guess I should know what we're doing. <laughs> nah, nah, it's just a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, Our listeners know what to expect. <laughs> Let's see. It's a comedy sport film. And I think that just about wraps it up. Oh, Theodore Shapiro won the BMI Film Music Award for this film. And Ben Stiller won for Best Villain at the MTV Movie and TV Awards, uh, I think in 2005, the next year. They didn't get Best Green Kiss between Christine Taylor and that other person. They did not. They did not. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, like I said, everybody, please feel free to give us your dodgeball stories oh, yeah, will yeah. include them this whole month of of september we we're talking about sports films next week we're talking about jerry Maguire, and the week after that we're talking about the film men with brooms so join us for those two films and never forget dodges never stop and neither do the movies thanks for listening to dodge movie podcast with christy and mike dodge of dodge media productions to find out more about this podcast and what we do go to dodgemediaproductions.com subscribe Share, leave a comment, and tell us what we should watch next. Dodges never stop, and neither do the movies. 